This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with non-toxic medical-grade ingredients. Active Skin Repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, diaper rashes, and other types of skin damage. I discovered Active Skin Repair and their baby spray from my community when our daughter was a newborn and had constant diaper rashes, and it really helped and continues to help. Containing hypochlorous acid, which is an effective option for helping with yeast diaper we just spray or dab active skin repair onto the skin with a clean cloth or cotton ball let's sit for 15 seconds and then apply our balm or ointment of choice with over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews you now have one simple solution for all of your family's skin health needs visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and to get 20% off your order using code PEDSDOC that's p-e-d-s-d-o-c Imagine if you're constantly helping, helping, helping. You're going to have helping fatigue. You're going to start to get compassion fatigue. You're going to start to get overloaded with all the things that you're having to do for other people when you're not doing something for yourself. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Pete's Doc Talk podcast, a podcast that continues to grow because of you and your reviews. So if you love this series and if you love this podcast, make sure to leave a review and rating. And thank you for being here today. On this episode of Monday Mornings with Dr. Mona, I am talking with a parent about how to not feel tapped out as a working mom. I welcome Kayla, who manages a large team at her corporate job, answering questions all day, making decisions all day, and then has to do the same thing at home. And this can sometimes be hard. And we discuss how to navigate this and create more space to handle the ups and downs of motherhood. Hey, Kayla. So tell me, what is on your mind today as a mom? Hi. Yes. So as a uh, mom who currently has a full-time job, I wake up in the morning very early. I get a few minutes to myself or a little bit of time to myself. And then I'm on all day at work. Mm -hmm. I have about 30 people on my team. So you're constantly answering questions. And then you come home at the end of the day and you're on with your kids. So I think my biggest question is how do you not feel tapped out at the end of a long working day? How do you have the patience to actually enjoy the after daycare time with your kids and enjoy dinner and enjoy bedtime instead of just rushing through it to get to your relaxation once everyone's asleep? Oh, I love talking about this stuff. And I said, oh, because I'm like, I feel the desire in your heart to want to be better for yourself, better for your kids in terms of having that space for everybody. Um, But also, I also understand how difficult this is. I mean, you know, that I'm also in the same boat of working essentially a full-time job and I have one child. You have two children, correct? Yes. Yep. Two boys. Two boys. Yeah. What are their ages? Uh, Four and a half and one and a half. Yeah. So we're obviously in that age where independence is not fully there yet, right? Like you have an older teenage child, obviously there's other issues, um, but you still need to kind of help them with many things. And they obviously want that interaction time early on in that childhood and um, throughout school age. So totally understand that. So what have you done so far to kind of create more space for the times when you have to come home and obviously do the routine with your children? Because I can imagine that when you're being asked from your team, hey, Kayla, can you do this? And can you do this? Like you're basically filling your brain with requests and with things. And you're almost like on your best behavior all day. It's almost like a child going to school, right? They're on their best behavior, doing everything for everybody else. And then you come home and you just want to let loose 
and you're just like, I'm so tired, but I now have to take care of two children and a house. What have you done so far that kind of creates more space in your mind? You wrapped it up perfectly of how mm-hmm. I feel all day. Um, so, so far, I've only done this a few times, and these days have felt a little bit better. I've tried to get dinner ready before I pick them up, if and when possible, if I don't have meetings. And I've been trying to put my phone away so I don't have the distractions and I can really focus on them. And sometimes we've been trying to go to the playground after I pick them up for a little bit so we can all get some fresh air and get our energy out Mm because kids feel the same way from holding it together all day at daycare. So those are just a few of the things I've tried, but most nights end up devolving into chaos, even even with those things. And what is the, I guess, you know, obviously I know this is resonating. What is the most difficult or frustrating aspect of this question? Like what makes you as a mom feel like, ah, like, I just want this to change. Like what, is there something that you can put into words for us? Like that gives you guilt or grief or just kind of frustration as to why this is so hard? Yes. I think the hardest part is that I lose my patience with them so Mm -hmm. easily. And I don't want to be that yelly mom. I want to let them have their feelings. And I want that me to be okay with them having their feelings after school because I know they need to let loose. And I want to get to a place where I can be there for them and also not feel like a bad mom when I kiss them goodnight because I yelled too much that night or I rushed them through things just to get to the end of the night. Do you feel like a bad mom on those days when you lose your cool? Like, do you feel worse than on the other days? Yes. Yep. And I I definitely say that to my husband who always tells me I'm not, but definitely don't feel like a great mom on those nights. Well, look, I mean, I know you know that that is a very normal feeling. And I think sometimes we don't understand that a lot of other moms go through that same cycle, right? We try to keep our cool. And I think you're doing a great job of that. But sometimes the weight of the day or the weight of everything that has come to that week, just say it's on a Friday or whatever time of the week it is, it just can you know, build up. And then you don't mean to yell. The understanding that I have, and I am also, you know, I practice a lot of mindful parenting, which I don't like labeling parenting styles, but it basically means like being present in the moment and not being upset with our feelings, like understanding that we are a human being that is capable of many feelings and emotions. And sometimes we're going to yell. Sometimes the yelling is going to make us feel not so great. We're recording this. You know, I actually yelled at my son yesterday from the time of this recording. And I'm not usually a yeller with my son, but I was so frustrated and One of the ways I look at this is, you know, I talk in my Finding Joy episodes about keeping your cup at a level that can be filled with everything that happens as a mom, right? So we talk about keeping your cup at a level that's easier to tolerate different things by bringing that water level down, right? So if you imagine me holding like a cup, if that cup is filled to the brim, right? One request from your toddler, one tantrum is going to cause you to overflow. So throughout the day, what I try to do is I try to keep my water level down so that I can take on the unexpected tantrums. I can take on the unexpected traffic, the unexpected things that can cause our cup to overflow. Those are little moments. You know, I know you already said that you're trying to not be distracted in the moment, but do you do anything throughout your day, through the work meetings that you have, through anything else that you do when you're getting bombarded with questions at your job or going to lunch? Do you do anything to reset your mind So essentially kind of what I'm saying, lower that level so you can handle more throughout your day. 
Yeah, that's a good question. The only thing I really do is early in the morning, I wake up early to work out, which definitely helps. But by mid-afternoon, I have not done anything throughout the rest yeah. of the day to like take the time for myself to do something. I usually eat at my desk yes. too while working. And I, you know, I used to work full-time in clinical practice and now I do part-time clinical and part-time, you know, obviously this podcasting, social media stuff. But I remember when I was in clinical, which is like, bam, 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 right? Like, it's 10 minute visits. You're going room to room. Like I told my staff that I need to see four patients and every four patients I'm going in the back and I'm drinking water and I'm just taking a breather. And it actually really helped the ability to go back into those rooms and be able to take on all of that. Right. Because you have a team that's probably coming to you with so many different things that imagine if you're constantly helping, 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 you're going to have helping fatigue. You're going to start to get compassion fatigue. You're going to start to get overloaded with all the things that you're having to do for other people when you're not doing something for yourself, right? And it really is nice to just take the moments, like whether it's, I'm talking like 10 seconds, 30 seconds, in between meetings before you start a next one, schedule the five minutes before a meeting, like just say a meeting is an hour, make sure you tell them that, hey, the meeting is going to be 50 minutes. And then the first 10 minutes you schedule or the last 10 minutes you schedule to have downtime for yourself so that you can get into that next meeting so that you are ready to go and had that space to create, you know, more room for yourself because this is happening because we're not creating enough room for ourselves and our feelings, right? We're literally giving and giving at work and then you have to give and give at home and it gets exhausting. And I don't think people realize how exhausting it is to continue to give to other people and not take anything in return. Yeah, I feel that so much. I think helping fatigue is probably the best. Helping fatigue and decision fatigue are the best ways to describe the feeling at the end of the day. Um, so I really like that advice of taking time. I don't do that enough or going out for a walk in the middle of the day. I think I need to work yes. that in a little bit more. This is so hard because our schedule and our drive in, especially in American culture is to go, go, go. I speak with my family who's in England and I talked and they're like, y'all just work too much. And it's true. They work a lot too. Like they have great jobs, but they have relaxation built into their lifestyle, right? Meaning they have more vacation days. They have more ability in just their year to do things for themselves, but also with that culture, they create more things for themselves through a busy day, right? Like they'll go take a meeting outside. They'll have moments to go for a stroll on the river, you know, in London. Like I love talking to other people from other countries and just other moms in general, because I learn so much about how can we, again, create that space. And what I, I use that analogy of that water cup, like our goal every day is to keep that water at a low level. Unfortunately, our children don't have coping skills yet to be able to handle all of their emotions. So it's trying to get to that place where I can handle those emotions. And the days that I don't, I'm not going to get feel guilty about being human. Like yesterday, what helped, and I think you did the same thing, is I yelled at Ryan. I felt terrible. And I cried after yelling at him in front of him. Okay. And we just sat on the ground and both cried together. Okay. So we're both sitting there crying with each other. My son is like obviously two and a half and he, we just gave each other a hug. And I said, Ryan, I'm so sorry for yelling. I'm so sorry for yelling. Mommy does not mean to yell. Mommy was feeling very frustrated and I'm sorry that I yelled. And she, he's like, it's okay, mama. And we just gave each other a hug. The tantrum stopped the rest of the day. Okay. Sometimes our kids do these things because they're looking for connection and sometimes just getting on the ground and just giving like a very deep hug and just letting them, even telling them, like, if you've had a really hard day, you can tell your children, I love you so much. Mommy had a really hard day today, but I'm really loving this moment with you right now. It makes me feel really happy inside. 
so that they know that you are entitled to have not so great days, right? But that the moments with them, even if another time you lose your cool, you're going to have these amazing moments that fill your heart with so much joy. And I love bath time and bedtime because it's the end of a day, but it's also that time to remind Ryan that, look, like this is something that I really love doing with you. And yes, I'm exhausted, and I, but I love you. And you fill my heart with so much peace and joy. And I'm here for you even on the hardest of days. And they learn that resiliency too that way, you know? As a pediatrician, mom, and podcaster, I want to share with you a podcast I recently discovered. It's called Understood Explains, and this season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Ortube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. The latest season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP, and it busts common myths about special education. I listened to an episode called The Difference Between IEPs and 504 plans, and I learned so much that I honestly didn't know before. I now feel I can better explain these to my patients and their families and better support them in their neurodiversity journey. Navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences can be confusing, and this podcast helps to validate these struggles and provide actionable tips that are useful for parents, teachers, and clinicians. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood explains. Are you looking for something different to entertain your kids? Check out a new podcast for children. Mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as M-A-T-H, is a weekly show full of time travel puzzles, hidden equations, history, and lots of laughs. Math is geared towards kids six and up, but can be enjoyed by the entire family. I love how the episodes are under 20 minutes, which was perfect for our drive to school. And my four-year-old really loved the episode, The Pirate Queen. Every episode follows two best friends, Max and Molly, who work together to solve riddles and math equations during their time-traveling adventures. Episodes transport listeners to moments in history like Pythagoras' Ancient Greece, the era of the Aztecs, Sir Isaac Newton's England, and so much more. New episodes drop every Thursday, and I love how engaging, funny, and educational the episodes are. Your kids won't even realize they're learning about math and problem-solving. My son even said he wanted to finish the episode on our drive home from school. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, and I definitely do apologize. I think it's noticing how much I'm apologizing because of how much I'm yelling. But I think changing my perspective of bedtime and bath time as a time to connect rather than just a time to get to my own time, me time at the end of it is what I really need to do. Cause I just see it as tasks that we have to do. And when they don't move through it at the speed that I want, that's when I get frustrated, which is nothing on them. And I think I really need to change that perspective. But it's so, you know, reframing is extremely hard. I think, you know, when we talk about changing perspective, it's reframing how we look at a situation, right? Like two people could be in the same situation and one person will say, I love this because it's connection time. Another person could see the same situation, like what you just said, bedtime and be like, I'm exhausted. I just want to get to my me time, like you said. And it's normal to feel both of those in one person, right? Like some days you're going to feel like it's tasky. Some days you're going to feel like I'm freaking tired. Like I don't want to do this today. And that is an okay feeling to feel that, you know? And I think it's also important to remove that guilt of feeling like we have to feel a certain way every day, right? Like I feel like 
we tend to feel like it has to be glorious and this amazing experience every day. Some days you may shorten that time, right? Some days you may do a quick bedtime routine, but you're going to keep it light, right? You're going to be like, okay, book time done. Love you. Cause you know that you just want it to be done, but you're not going to maybe show that to them. Like I sometimes cut bedtime routine short, but I never say, okay, Ryan, come on, move. I say, okay, all done. We read our books. And it's like 10 minutes earlier. He has no clue. He doesn't have a watch, but I do that. But I keep the energy light, right? Like I keep the energy so that they understand that, okay, well, it's bedtime. Let's move on, you know? Um, But, you know, it's so hard to not put that pressure on us. It's so hard to feel that we have to be a certain way, especially after that long day of, serving others. And again, not being able to serve ourselves because I get it those two hours, three hours after bedtime and you wake up early to work out. Right. So you get that even shorter. You're trying to get sleep. You're seven hours of sleep. You're trying to work out in the morning. And then you're also trying to just have two hours to do whatever fills your soul. And that is really hard to balance as a, as a mom, any mom, any parent, but especially when you work outside the home too. Yeah, I think the hardest thing, you kind of nailed it on the head earlier of you can't show, I mean, you can show emotion to some point, but when you lead such a big team, you kind of have to be the rock and you have to keep it together. And then you come home and you're like, oh, I also have to be the rock and I also have to keep it together here. Um, And having a husband that also works and runs a big team, I don't necessarily want to go to him all the time and complain, you know, or vent. So I think that's the hard thing of finding the places to take that emotion and put it in the right place. Cause right now I feel like I might be taking it out on my kids, which is not fair to them at all. And I appreciate you saying that because when you can recognize that, I think that's a huge breakthrough as a parent, right? Recognizing that they're not trying to make our life difficult. They're not, they're children, but our life, our struggles, our stresses, being stuck in traffic, the workload that we have at work, that carries into the home and it's a cycle, right? Because then your children throw a tantrum because you're feeling distracted and then you yell and then you feel like a terrible person and it's all this cycle. And then you take that to work. You're always trying to bottle things up and it's hard bottling it up and constantly being the rock for everybody. I resonate with that. You know, that is, we're not meant to be the rock for everybody. We're not meant to not be vulnerable. We're meant to show some vulnerability. And I hope that maybe we can show that vulnerability in your own space, right? Not necessarily being vulnerable in front of your children every single day, right? We want to have some balance of, you know, you don't want to cry in front of them every day, but some days you're going to be vulnerable in front of them and that's healthy. But it's finding those ways to really make the space throughout the day. And sometimes that means just say you are the children in childcare, like group childcare or nanny? Um, group childcare. Yep. They're both. So sometimes it means like, just say group childcare pickup is at six and your last meeting ends at five. Sometimes it means taking 15 minutes and sitting in the parking lot before you pick them up and just sitting in there listening to your favorite song. And I've done this, you know, and I'm, it really helps to just reset and reframe for the next task. If you want to put it that way, or the next phase of your day, right? Let's use it as the next phase being motherhood phase. You went from you know, boss mom phase or, you know, working mom like life. And then now you have to go dinner or bedtime, da, da, da. But you need that, you know, that, that, that reset and that reset can really help in between changing activities. And I talk about it with children too, right? Like think about children when they change routines, like they go from being outside to being inside, like the verbalization and telling them, okay, we're moving activities. And sometimes you just need that sort of, okay, I am going from this to this. I just need a moment to regain my thoughts. And sometimes it means sitting outside for five minutes, 10 minutes, 
going to pick them up just slightly a little bit later than you normally would if it gives you that moment to reset. Because it's those moments that can really help, again, bring that water level down in that cup so that you can take what may come and be more present and more mindful when your children have those meltdowns, or even if it's a great day. And it can make you find more joy in that moment and that day and that week as well. Yeah, I love that. I feel like when I get done from work, I automatically have to go get the kids. And that's not, yeah, that's not true. <laughs> you don't. And I'm t- it's because of, we're programmed to go, 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 go. And I feel the same way. And I started doing the sit outside of Ryan's childcare and just sit because, you know, you go in and meet them and then they bring your child out, whatever. But I just now sit because I am rushing out of my office or rushing out of a meeting, whatever. And then I just sit in the parking lot and I try not to be on my phone. Like you said, you also try to unplug. I think that's a really great thing that you're doing because mindlessly scrolling social media or your phone, it actually doesn't help our mind space. Like sitting in your car and either listening to a relaxing song or putting on some sort of meditation music or just listening to the sounds of nature. You know, I'm big on nature sounds. Like it really helps us feel peace. You know, tech is amazing. Talking to a friend is amazing, but it can make our heart rate go up. It can make us more excitable. You need to kind of go back into the piece of birds chirping, rain dropping, like the things that are in our environment to ground us, right? Because then you feel more grounded in the mindful moment, right? You are looking at the things that you're seeing, smelling the things that you smell, listening to the things that you're hearing. And that can really bring some peace and almost like a mini meditation that's not like where you have to sit there and listen and all that. You're just doing it yourself. You're giving your peace for that moment. Yeah, I love that. Especially because when I am on my phone, work pops up more often and I want to be done with that part of the day and also be an example to the moms on my team that like they should also be unplugging at the end of the day. So I really like, because I do, I am on my phone more than I should be when I'm alone. So I think that that's a really good idea. And you know what you're telling me, it's just so honestly relatable to me as well. Like I have been there and I noticed days where I was rushing, right? Like I'm rushing to things, to things. And that was yesterday, right? Like, and I always look at it like you could be in traffic, but if you had a really great day at work and things went well, you weren't overwhelmed, you're going to look at traffic. It's like, okay, not a big deal. But if you had a very overwhelming day, traffic is going to feel like a nuisance, right? And it's again, two people in the same situation looking at that circumstance differently. And when I started to look at regular events as more of a just a happening versus a nuisance, it started to also reframe. We talk about that reframing of when I'm stuck in traffic. Now when I'm stuck in traffic, I'm like, okay, well, I'm stuck in this traffic. I'll just listen to my song. Or that means more time to listen to a podcast. You know, like if I'm on my way to get my son and it's, um, you know, I'm stuck in traffic. So I look at it as like, hey, this is now an opportunity to listen to my favorite podcast for longer or, you know, talk to my friend for longer because I'm stuck in traffic versus looking at it as a pain and that now, oh my gosh, well, this is going to happen because we know that the frustration in that moment isn't going to make the traffic move, right? It isn't going to change the reality. So now we have to change what we tell ourselves in that reality. Yeah, I love that. I am on the higher level of stress. Mm-hmm. And I get frustrated very quickly. That is my personality. And I think that having kids has definitely changed that for me. But I have to bring myself back to that in the moment because it's hard to remember. But I love all of those strategies. 
Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors No Prep No Mess meals. Chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from each week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust. I absolutely love the spicy jalapeno, lime cheddar chicken, and mushroom chicken thighs with wild rice. Keep kitchen time to a minimum with Factor Meals because they're ready in two minutes, no shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleanup. I work from home and love the convenience and how delicious Factor Meals are. Head to factormeals.com slash peedsdoctalk50 and use code peedsdoctalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code peedsdoctalk50 at factormeals.com slash peedsdoctalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you you listen to your podcasts. And, you know, you've already been doing so many of these and I added just a few, but at the end of the day, one of the big take homes that I want to make sure people understand is that we are human beings and we are entitled to have feelings and big emotions. And sometimes those big emotions are going to make us yell and do things that we didn't mean to, right? Yelling is an example, but the hope is that every time we yell at our child, and I hope it gets better, like I hope you start to notice that I'm doing things to create more space. And sometimes that means having a conversation with your partner or any other person that, that helps your child on how can I create more space for myself? You know, like I'm doing so much. Where can I cut back? Where can I pull the reins? Because we can't always pull the reins with our children, correct? Like we have to be there with them. But is it now that my partner can help me with bedtime routine or maybe? My partner can pick up the child. If, you know, I have a partner who works crazy hours, so that's not always feasible. Maybe some people are listening are single parents. Maybe they don't have that ability, but it's who can I utilize to create more space to be able to do what I need to do? And if I'm doing too much, how can I create more space in my day? How can I say no more to things that really aren't needed for me, right? Like delegating more in your job, saying, you know what? I'm really excited about this, but I think I need to take a moment and maybe reconvene tomorrow, trying to create more space so that you are not, again, giving without taking stuff for yourself. Because as moms, we are just giving way too much without really doing truly anything for ourselves. A workout in the morning is amazing, but I'm talking about the mind piece, the moment where you can literally sit and just say, wow, I feel at peace right now. And that is what I'm trying to get people, 
you know, to get to. And that is my goal that I strive for in my life to feel mental peace, not just that I did something to do it. Like I want to sit and be at peace. And that's such a hard thing to get to, but I know it's doable. Yeah, it definitely is a very hard thing to get to. Um, but I think it is really, really important. And even, you know, even with the working out, there's still guilt there. Of I yes. could be getting things ready for the day. I could be, you know, my husband gets them up in the morning, which I'm extremely grateful for. And I know how lucky I am, but I can hear them upstairs. I should be up there. So you're I'm yes. never quite at peace even during me time. Yes, I can. Oh, the working out at home. And then you feel guilty that you, why did I even work out? Like it wasn't even a good workout. Like yeah. I'm half thinking about that. I should be up with my child and distracted. Oh my, I think everyone can relate to that. I, I did been there too. And I'm like yelling from the Peloton. I'm like, are you guys okay down there? Like, do you need me? And almost like just saying, okay, he can handle it. I'm going to be there doing this exercise routine or whatever you're doing. Uh, but your feelings are right on. I mean, I hope everyone listening probably can be like, yep, I've been there. I've been there. And that is my hope with these episodes that we can feel a little less alone and hopefully learn some skills that we can, you know, implement that will help us again, give us more space as a parent. I've definitely learned some things. And I do have to say, yeah, even just following your account and things like that, knowing that I'm not alone in this and knowing that other people struggle with patience and losing it with their kids and, you know, things like that. Uh, make it a little better. Um, and I think that makes me more hopeful that I can make changes. Uh, motherhood can be very isolating. So it's nice to know that you're not alone. Oh, yes, you are not alone. And, you know, you are here talking about something that's so important to me that's not even about parenting per se, but it is important for parenting because it's how we approach parenting, right? Like giving ourselves more space will make us a more mindful parent, more present parent, more understanding of the fact that we are going to have these experiences and it's okay. You know, I'm hopeful that through this, you know, Monday morning series and the people that come on that we can really, again, feel more relatable, but also just understand, like you said, that we're not alone and that we all have these feelings of guilt. We all feel the feelings that we are. And what would be your, I guess, take homes today that you could implement starting tomorrow? I think well, definitely trying to make more time for myself throughout the day when I do have kid free time. You know, I'm obviously have responsibilities for work, but yeah. uh, taking those five to 10 minutes in between meetings and calls and messages with my team. Um, but then also just trying to give myself a little bit of slack and not hold myself to this crazy standard that I think I continue to hold myself mm -hmm. to and that it's okay to lose it, but then reframing, especially the reframing of bedtime and bath time, that it's a time for me to connect and have fun with the kids rather than rush it. And of course I can still have those feelings and it be okay, but I think I have those feelings more often than not. And so I think reframing that and some other times during the day will be really, really helpful. Yes. And again, thank you so much for, you know, coming on the podcast to chat about this stuff. It is so important that we have these conversations and I don't know about you, but I always feel better having these conversations, like almost like talking to a friend, just understanding that we are in this together and you're doing an amazing job. And I hope you recognize that. Like, I think sometimes, you know, we talk about like, yes, we don't want to live a life of validation. I get it. But sometimes just being told by someone else that, Hey, I see you. I see you working hard. I see you hustling. I see you coming home and doing that bedtime routine. I see you. I see that that can't be easy all the time. And even if you make it look easy, even if you, you know, put a smile on your face, I know that it's not easy being a mom. Like, I know it's not easy being a parent. Like, I, 
I hope you know that you're doing a fantastic job, even in those moments you feel that you're not so great because you are. Thank you. You can't see me, but I have a big smile on my face. (laughs) Thank you for doing this. And you're right. It is nice just to talk. And I really hope it helps some other moms too, that they, you know, there are other people that have similar feelings out there. So thank you for all you're doing and for bringing us on the podcast. I wanted to wrap up this conversation with Kayla with a few take-home points. If you've listened to my other episodes of Monday Mornings with Dr. Mona, I do take-home points for the parenting topics. But for this, I wanted to do it a little bit differently. I want to create a space here that is accepting and understanding of the things that we go through as parents, especially as moms, because I do know that a lot of moms listen to this podcast. But whether you are a mom, a dad, a grandpa, a grandma, whoever is listening to this, I hope that you can feel validated in the feelings that you're feeling. Being a mom, being a dad, being a caregiver is very hard work. And then you throw in other responsibilities and it can be very tiring. I hope you feel validated for what you're feeling. Validation is one of those things that sometimes we feel bad that, you know, I just want someone to recognize that it's kind of hard sometimes, but it's okay to feel that. It's okay to want that sort of feeling sometimes. Obviously, it's up to us to get to a point where we have enough space to handle all of the things that life throws at us. But sometimes it does help when someone says you're doing a great job and you are. I also want to remind you to reframe how you view a situation. I use the example of the traffic situation, right? It's two people could be in the same traffic jam. One could be jamming out to a song and the other one could be frustrated. It's all about how you view a situation. And sometimes you're not going to be viewing it in a positive light. That's not the goal. Remember, you are going to feel a variety of different feelings. But when you start to look at situations more as an opportunity rather than as an obstacle or frustration, you can start to see the small joys. The next time you are stuck in traffic, and I've been there too, I want you to think about what you can gain out of that traffic jam. The traffic is not going to move any faster by you lamenting it. So think about what you're going to do. Are you going to listen to your favorite podcast? Are you going to sing a song? Are you going to listen to some music? Are you going to talk to a friend? How are you going to get through that moment so you can reframe that situation? And the most important take home is that we have to take breaks in order to take care of other people. This is so important because we go through our day, especially as parents and caregivers, and I'm going to speak as a mom, doing so much. And when you continue to do so much for other people, whether you are managing a team at work and then you come home to children, you're going to forget the most important person. And that's, did you take a break for yourself? So taking a break can look very small. Sometimes this means me going outside and getting fresh air in between podcast recordings or meetings. Sometimes it means taking a break after seeing four patients and just getting some water in the back room before I go back to it. I want you to look at your day and look at opportunities where you can create small breaks, where you can get that glass of water or go outside for a stretch or just disconnect from your cell phone and close your eyes and focus on your breathing. These moments can help create more space in your mind so that you can handle the things that life throws at you. And if you are balancing being a working mom, and I know that terminology can be hard sometimes, but if you are balancing that being at work and then coming home, it's important to do some resets when you shift that mode. Taking those moments in the car, realizing that you're doing a great job with the resources that you have. These are all things that can give us more peace and create more space in our mind so that we can navigate this roller coaster that is parenthood. Thank you for joining me today. As always, if you're enjoying this new format of Monday Mornings with Dr. Mona, please make sure to leave a review and rating. It's what helps the podcast grow. And I will talk to you next week.
Have you heard about the terrible twos or three-nagers? Yes, the toddler years can be tough. There is no denying that any phase of parenting can be really hard. There may be picky eating, tantrums, and struggles with potty training. But there is a lot of amazing things that you will see your toddler do during these years. I want you to enter the toddler years understanding toddler development and behavior so you can better approach tricky situations with your child. With resources on picky eating, potty training, tantrums, and other common toddler behavior like sleep refusal and toddler development, the toddler resources here at Peds Doc Talk aim to provide you with the knowledge you need to, dare I say, find some or a lot of enjoyment in the toddler years. For more on my on-demand courses, make sure to visit pedsdoctalk.com and check out resources for whatever you need. Have a friend? It also makes a perfect gift. Visit pedsdoctalk.com and click courses for more.